Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Happy Soul Podcast. My name is Melissa. And I am Sammy, and we are your hosts. This is a podcast about life, inspirational stories about facing life's challenges, rising through the obstacles to find happiness, success, abundance, and love. So grab yourself your favorite warm drink, get comfortable, and prepare to be inspired. We are here today on the Happy Soul Podcast with Tori. She is a good friend of Melissa's. I don't actually know how you guys met, but Tori and I met at one of Melissa's kids' birthday parties, and we just got along really well. We always talked about getting together again. Never happened. We just (laughs) Instagram friends each other for the most part. And Tori has shared with us that she identifies as bisexual and really felt, and honestly, as do we, that it's not a perspective that's shared enough. And we wanted to hear more about it and just open up that dialogue for anybody that's feeling like they haven't been heard and just put that out there. So just to kind of get us started, Tori, why don't you tell us just a little bit about yourself, like where you grew up, your kids, your husband, that little bit, and then we'll go. So I am a, my name is Tori, obviously you guys have heard that. And I am a fiery redhead who just does, doesn't give any whoops about what people think of me in the sense of I am who I am and that's I'm very proud of that and I have two young boys a six and four who are wonderful little people beings whatever you want to call them sometimes they're little mini me's that I want to curse myself every day for that (laughs) um my husband and I well we're not technically married we've been basically common law, whatever you want to call it for coming up 12 years now. So we've been together for quite some time and obviously have two little, two little boys together. So, and we live out in a rural town in Alberta and we thoroughly enjoy that kind of aspect of small town living. So. Awesome. That's awesome. Thanks Tori. Tori and I met in a birthing class with our oldest kids and, uh, and we just kind of connected and our towns are pretty close to each other and we don't see each other as often as we'd like to, I think, but yes. um, it seems like every time we get together, our kids get along really well. And every time we're like having a birthday party, Thomas is always like, what about Miss Tori? <laughs> so sweet. Cause they just- My favorite is like, when we get together, it feels like it's like no time has passed. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like, like old souls connecting totally. and I feel the same way about Sammy. And it's actually funny that you say that that's how we met Sammy because we actually met a long, long time ago. Oh. I don't like, you don't remember this, but like I've known Sammy for quite some time when we would go to like bullpen days where her husband was like, is best friends with Nate. I can't And we would go to the bullpen and yeah, like a- AJ and Sammy would be there. AJ would be more there often. And AJ and I always like click with each other. We just have the same very like sarcastic dry sense of humor where we're just like snipe each other and then we're done and then just laugh about it afterwards kind of thing and then Sammy would always be there and I always knew AJ and Sammy but like it's funny that's funny that's so funny because I was like I was just talking to somebody on my way up here and I was like and she was like who are you interviewing today and I was like I'm so excited we get to interview Tori and I know her from the birthing class and I'm like and I couldn't remember for the life of me because I think I asked both of you maybe ask because like one day I saw like you Sammy commenting on Tori's post and I was like wait you guys know each other wait 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 my worlds are colliding here what's happening <laughs> and I couldn't remember like I was talking on the phone and I was like Sammy and Tori are friends but I can't remember if that's like through me or if they knew each other through something or 
Like there's it was mostly the birthday party world. that kind of like, yeah, we so yeah. connected through that because I mean, so cool. it was like kind of just after COVID and stuff like that was when yeah. we went to Thomas's birthday party. Oh, and I hope. I yeah, no, that's like, don't, cool. don't worry. Um, Thomas's birthday party. And then we just jived that way where like, we were able to have open conversation about everything. And then AJ sees me and she, he's like, oh yeah, like I remember you. So it was so funny. And then just how that. that clicked. Yeah. That's funny. Now that you say that, I remember AJ being like, yeah, she's be the bullpen. But like, I totally yeah. forgot that that conversation happened until you just said that. So I yeah. mean, I don't remember it, but I, he did. So I just love when you connect to, with somebody that way. Like, I just love when you meet somebody and you're like, yes, you're my kind of people. Totally. <laughs> love that. Yeah. You just jive that way. Yeah. yeah, yeah I get people. it. Totally. So Tori, what I would really like to chat about uh, with you, which was kind of what we chatted about um, coming into this conversation today was just the the topic of, you know, you identifying as bisexual as well as your experiences in that world. And really, I what I'd love to pick your brain about is like how you see there could be differences in the way that that all kind of comes together that you've noticed. Um, but I'm curious if you're open to sharing with us, like what that journey was like for you. How do you recall a period of time that you realized you were identifying as bisexual? Was it just right from the start? You just always knew, like, how was that journey for you and I want to just preface with this because I said talked about this when I was with my brother too is like I know that sometimes when people ask that question like how did you know you were bi how did you know you were gay when did that come up it comes up comes off especially from a straight person that you're like you assume everybody's straight until they decide they're bi or they're gay right and I don't mean it that way for me personally it's I remember being in high school being like am I straight do I like girls how do I feel about these things and actually making that conscious conversation with myself and so I mean it in that way like I remember making those like having those conversations in my head and so yeah I'm curious like if you recall that time for you or what that was like or anything down that road yeah I don't really like it sounds weird but I don't really remember a time where I like sat down with myself and had this like thorough conversation of like the universe with myself you know what I mean I'd be like oh well I like this but I like that as well you know what I mean it's like I never really had that moment of oh well this is who I am I think only because I am that type of person where I just have always known who I am and I just I carry myself that way like I'm very confident in who I am how I am what I believe in and that kind of thing. So I never really had this like light bulb moment of, oh gosh, I totally see myself being on either side. I will preface this in saying like, for me, it's not more of like female male. It's more of like, and it sounds, because I don't know how to, I would probably say when you look at the, the titles and the definitions of things, pan is, pansexual is more like probably what is fitting for me in the sense of, I go towards people because of their personality and who they are as a person, mm-hmm. not based off of like male, female. That to me does not matter. What to me matters is like, if I see who you are as a person and you are a genuine person who has integrity, kindness, like all this kind of stuff. If you're good looking, of course, that like checks off a bullet. But at the same time, it's not like, that's not the whole thing because there's people who are very, very good looking in life and who are downright not nice people right yeah totally so they can have all the bells and whistles but none of the like actual genuine things that you want to look for in someone so I think that that would probably be a bit more but I also it's hard to say because there's so many definitions nowadays you know what I mean like there's so many different genres and definitions and Mm -hmm. I'm this and they're this and whatever and I feel bad saying that because I've never really been like oh this 
like this is what my header is then I, for me personally, I don't think that that I have one because it's just all encompassing. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Does that make yeah. sense? Yeah, it totally absolutely. makes sense. Yeah. 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 Have you read Glennon Doyle? Do you, do you know who that is? It sounds familiar. Okay. But... She wrote a book called Untamed. And I feel like this oh, yeah. is going to be a book Perfect. that we are going to reference it almost. Every <laughs> um, really good book. It's a really good book. And she talks about basically what you're saying she's she has a little part of her book that she's talking about how we identify sexuality and kind of the fluidity between identification and even identifying a male and female like she has a really good part and I wish I could remember the exact quote but I remember thinking wow that is super interesting like she was just talking about how like you know, this is so much bigger and so much more beyond our verbiage and how mm-hmm. what pronouns, verbiage, titles, all of that stuff. It's it's beyond that. She goes through this thing. I wish I could think of it, but she goes through this thing talking about like, we used to think here's the glass of milk. You're yes. in this glass of milk. And then we went, oh, there's two glasses of milk. Are you this one or this one? And, and then these saying, glasses have spilled. So where are you in there? Where are yeah. you now? And then it's like, there is no glass. There is no milk. There's just you and me. Like that's yeah. just, so something along those lines, I am really paraphrasing. It's been about a year since I wrote this book. So I'm super paraphrasing, but I, that's super interesting. So what is your thought? And I, this might need to be something that gets edited. Cause I don't know if this is going to come out. I'm coming like it's a thought that's formulating and I don't know if it's going to come out in a way that is offensive. So I'm just roll with me here. Yeah. What are your thoughts on verbiage and titles and like it it was LGBT and then like the letters keep kind of as a straight person, it, it, it's almost confusing now because I'm like, I don't know. I don't know how I can't keep up kind of thing. Like I can't keep up to the definitions. Is that, what do you think about, about the definitions? And is it, it, does it make it easier because you're like, oh, I don't identify with this definition, but now there's another definition. I identify more over here or do you know what I mean? Like, is it yeah, I totally more confusing, less confusing? No, 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 no. I don't know if we're going to no. have to. <laughs> it's, it's funny. Cause like when you say those words, I immediately think of this TikTok. And it was this girl who was like, how, like, what is this? Is it like, like that's, it, they said it way, way better than when I said it. And then there was a woman who cut into it afterwards. And she was like, I am forever going to be like, no more pronouns, no more anything. I'm a, I'm a part of the, like, like, you know what I mean? Like, that's what I am. I think to kind of get to the like question that you were thinking of, sorry, like that's my brain of just like, this is funny. I, I'm all for people being defined if that's what you need in life. If you need a definition to help you to figure out what's going on, by all means, I'm not going to poop on you or anything like that. However, the way that I'm seeing it as like someone who is older, so I'm not older, older, like I'm only 32. So I'm still like, I've been called the butt end of a millennial is what I've been referenced to as. That's terrible. (laughs) It's funny. I think it's hilarious because it's true, right? Like I'm kind of at that very last stage of being a millennial. So I'm in that generation of like raised by a boomer who was like, you, you don't quit, you get up, you keep doing, you don't, you push the persevere no matter what. And then all of a sudden this generation comes around as like, we're waving the white flag here. This is not okay. 
mental health comes first, right? So when I think of that and kids who are reading all these definitions, it's very easy to get confused. It's very easy to get like muddled in. So like, like how I explained to you, how, like, what, what do I define myself as by pan? What is it? Right. Like, cause I'm a bit of both. So do we make another definition for someone who is a bit of both? Mm-hmm. Like, right. that, like we can't keep adding on and adding on and adding on. Right. By all means, like that's also creating a generalization as well. Right. Like, and we're generalizing. So yeah. if you want to generalize it's boy or girl, that's a generalization, long hair, short hair generalization, right? Like there's, yeah. So it, it can be quite crushing and I can understand why there's a lot of people worried about children these days, especially because they're being kind of fed a lot of information mm-hmm. and not really kind of sitting down with it. They're like, oh yeah, I totally define it as this. And it's like, well, that's great. Go ahead and define that as, as like, if you want to, but be sure to read everything a part of that and kind of make the decision. Like you don't have to be a part of a definition. Mm-hmm. You don't have to, you can be a part of whomever you want to be a part of, mm-hmm. but to made to be made to feel like they have to either be here or there or this yeah. or that, right. that's not acceptable. Like that. It's just not because we are as human beings supposed to be fluid. Are you the same person you were five years ago? Hell no. I sure as heck wasn't. And I'm not, and I'm not going to be the same person I am today in five years. Right. So for all these like definitions to say like, oh, you have to either be this or this, that's mm-hmm. very frustrating. Yeah. Um, especially as someone who like defines that way. And then also is trying to teach their children the importance of being understanding of that. Yeah. Totally. Like, are we losing our identity in trying to find our identity or in trying to define our identity we're almost losing it so like it sounds to me like we're trying to define ourselves to be able to fit into something right that isn't a part of that definition right whereas like your definition is Tori like you are Mm -hmm. Tori I love how you said like I'm attracted to a personality Mm -hmm. and I'm like I I love that so would you say that like it almost feels to me like we went from being, you're right, like the boomer generation, and we have been the generation to kind of wave the white flag and say, so I think it was like, I think it was necessary to a stance to come in and, and excuse me if I'm speaking out of turn, right? I know that, but it seems like we went from being a society that was like, here's your box, fit into it, or you're an outsider, to like, we come in our generation and says like, hold on, there's more than this box. So here's a definition. We're going to start adding a letter. Here's a definition for this letter. Here's a definition for this letter. Yeah. Here's a, And it almost feels like we're hitting the tail end of that. Like now we have to not erase the letters, but now we have to find a way to it's teach be the, doors between those boxes. Right? Of yeah. boxes. Yes. Like now yeah. it seems like we're at, we're the jet. We're now at the point where, okay, we have had our we're we're outspoken about being inclusive to everybody and how everybody mm-hmm. should have equal rights no matter how they identify yeah. we have been a generation to be like we need to find some other definitions but is it time now to stop making more definitions and to start teaching our children to do exactly what you're saying we, we need to start teaching our children to look at it more fluidly to look at who am i and yeah 
not necessarily like, oh, I am this definition, thus I have to be like this, or I have to, you know, kind of maybe alter a little bit, kind of like what your brother was saying about like, oh, I'm this definition, now I need to paint my nails? Do I need yeah. to do that? No. Uh, I need to speak I, in a high-pitched voice, or I need to start lowering my voice, or whatever. Right. It's like, that's not it at all. It's, it's like, we as human beings are of a herd mentality right? Like we survive in a herd, we survive in a village, right? right. And that's very important. Right. There's I'm not poo-pooing on that idea because I think villages are extremely important. Mm-hmm. Everyone has a part, like it's a hive, right? right. Everyone right. has a part. However, the outcasts are outcasts and then, then seen, oh, well, you bring value to this. So now we'll bring you back in. It's like, well, no, they brought value before. So why did you not see that? Yeah. Ooh, like it doesn't, that. it doesn't matter who you identify as mm. gay, straight, bi, whatever you do you, but the importance here is knowing what your personal values are, integrity, right. kindness. You know what I mean? Like that's, what's important, not sitting there and be like, I am this. So I'm going to go in this crowd. Like, it's so funny when you look back at high school and all the different crowds that were there, like the emo, the jocks, the whatever. Right. And it's so funny how it just segregated itself. But then at the same time, you're like, whoa, that's really, I don't know the right word. Like it's really dysregulating, honestly, when you think about it, because then your only likes are, are targeted to this. And then if you fall from that group, Oh, where do I go? Where do I like? I'm stuck. I'm all by myself. Yeah. Panic, right? Yeah. Like you don't have the same people. Yeah. That's not fair. Mm-hmm. We all are in- individuals, and whether you identify as something or not, great. Just know your own personal worth mm-hmm. and sit with that. Has that? Take always... nothing... Yeah. Sorry to interrupt you. Keep, keep no, it's going. okay. No, you go right ahead. Has that always been something that has like? Did you struggle to get to the place where you're, I'm not making it, or was this something that you've just always felt this way? Or did you, were you, did you hit a point where you're like, whoa, I need to readjust myself here. I need to check myself. And like, do you know what I mean? Cause I think that the way you are and the way that you are, I hate using the word defining yourself, but the way that you are and the way that you are identifying and the way that you are operating with that and being attracted to a personality and mm. and defining yourself as you mm. I think that's incredible and I think that is like I said before sorry if I'm repeating myself no. but I think that is like where we need to go in society did you has this always been like that for you just naturally like that or did you hit a point where you're like ooh? no I think it's come mm. a long way in the past like ever since having for my first child, right? Like, I think that's a huge awakening for a lot of people. Um, it's kind of like realizing, oh, wow, I need to check myself. I was like severely bullied for many years, like all throughout middle school, high school, all that great stuff. So I think that's kind of where it comes from of being like, okay, you do you. If you want to be that person, great. That's not who I am. Let me go over here and, and we'll be cordial but I'll come back over here and do my own thing. And I think it took me a long time to realize that confidence in myself of just saying like, okay, well, if you don't like me and I'm not your cup of tea, that's fine. We don't have to be best friends or anything like that. Like, that's cool. I'm going to rub people the wrong way. I know I am. 
we all do in some way, shape or form, right? Mm -hmm. Like personalities always don't mesh and that's just it. But the way that I see it is, is like when you have your own child and you're trying to teach them the ways of the world, like what is more important here? Them identifying to be a part of a definition or to be themselves and let the chips fall where they may, right? Like be confident in who you are and just let it, let it be what it is. Because if anyone ever treated my child like the way that some people are treated, I would be devastated just because they're different. And that's that's really hard. So I always say it like we let our freak flag fly here. Like that's what we just do. We just let the freak flag fly and what where it goes, it goes. Of course, you rein them in. There's certain things that are not acceptable, like complete disrespect or anything like that. Yeah. But at the same time, like if you're gonna just make weird noises, make weird noises. If you're gonna be quirky, be quirky. Like have fun with it, but be respectful of other people's boundaries. In yeah. the sense of I don't like this. Okay, cool. I asked you to stop. Great, I'll stop. You know, so like, beautiful. I really dislike people in general speaking poorly of themselves. And you're like, well, you were created like piece by piece for a reason. So sitting there and, and crapping on yourself, does that make you feel better? No, no, it's not going to. So fill your cup where it needs to be filled. Don't don't take all these other negative pieces that you're upset with or or whatever. I don't mean sit with it and deal with it, but don't just perpetuate this cycle of like, oh, I, I need to work out or I need to lose weight. Okay, if you want to lose weight, lose weight. That's that's your choice. But if you heard your best friend talk about themselves the way that you just talked about yourself, what would you say to them? Yeah. It's it's all about like understanding who you are as a person and just saying, okay, this is who I am. This is who I am. Take it or leave it. Right. I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to mold myself to get into that box. I'm not going to. Yeah, that's beautiful. It's funny because like a lot of people come to me and immediately they look at me and they're like, oh God, she's the pretty girl. So she's going to be a bitch. Mm -hmm. I'm not like, I'm not trying to say like, I am like, I'm not sure. overtly, you know what I mean? Like it's beautiful, beautiful. not the bitch part. <laughs> yeah, exactly. By the way, yeah. like, pe like people like straight up have come to me and said, do you know what? I totally thought that because you were the pretty girl that you were going to be the mean girl because that's been their like, honest to God, like dealings right with most people who are like that no give me some time of course you're gonna find out like who I am as a person but that's not because I was severely bullied they don't know that yeah. they don't know that I was that way so then they don't know oh she's actually gonna be really really funny or really sweet or very thoughtful or mm -hmm. whatever right and it just hurts me to feel or hear that people think that just because you're pretty you're gonna be a rude person that's not it right I had someone in the grocery store one time. Really? I don't remember what happened. I was at Walmart and some lady, I can't remember what happened. I, there was a lady doing something with fruits or vegetables. And I so, like just said, hi, cause I was picking something similar. And then we had a conversation. She dropped something and I helped her pick it out. I don't remember the whole scenario, but something like that. And then she stopped me as I was like, oh yeah, like have a great day. She's like, wait, she was like, I'm going to be honest. I totally thought and assumed that you were a really rude person when I first saw you. And I was mm -hmm. like, okay <laughs> like that's not quite her wording but it was something like that and she was like and you totally proved me wrong I don't remember like but I was like huh interesting yeah that's yeah, amazing that we like have that like strange connection right yeah 
because I have like I was bullied in school too and and Same so thing. I have a I'm sorry couple I'm of sorry. all of us were bullied <laughs> yeah. look at us it's now. the outspoken people it's the people who are waving the flag to the people who don't speak up for themselves who are like oh you know what I mean like that's that's what happened right you stick up for other people and then they're like oh well right? we can pick up yeah totally. I'm sorry you deal with that Melissa that's hard sorry I interrupted like, no no not at all I was just gonna say like I I'm trying to think like and it's a total, it's weird how that, like, if I think about it, yeah, I've had that too. Like, have you both done that too, where you see somebody beautiful and you're like, oh, are they going to be nice? Like, I think I've done that. And not in, and not in a like conscious way, in like a subconscious way, like I would feel a little bit more self-conscious maybe around somebody and then need to check myself and be like, oh, no, no, you got to wait. And and give you know like do you do do you ever I can't remember doing it in my younger years I can't say I've done it in a long time but I remember like being younger at parties and or at bars and seeing an attractive girl and being more self-conscious self-conscious around them but I don't I haven't done it in years that that I can place but I can remember doing it when I was younger for sure I think we all did it when we were younger for sure right like how could you not we wouldn't be influenced by what we wear, what we don't wear, what, how we do our makeup or do our hair or whatever. If right. we didn't see something that was like, oh, wow, that's beautiful. Yeah. yeah. But I don't think I've ever like gone to someone and been like, do you know what? People oh, yeah. Like, no, I've like certainly it, never like, had the conversation. I'm no, like, it's instant reaction. Like, yeah, I feel more self-conscious all of a sudden. Why? Like, what? I don't think I've ever had those kind of moments. I just have gut feelings about people, right? Like I just go by intuition of like, just for example, on Friday, I went out to in cahoots for the first time since I was like quite young. It hasn't changed one bit, by the way. Really? Not even a single bit. Like it's literally the exact same. Exactly the same. (laughs) It's exactly the same, but it was so funny. Anyways, so went out there. Had a, had a great time, all that fun stuff. And then there was this guy who walked in and immediately I was like, oh, you, you get that feeling of like, oh, ski, like skeevy, right? Like you're just like, oh, this doesn't feel good. Wrong That's here. what I get. Like, I don't, I don't get the like, oh, because you're beautiful, you're going to be a bitch or yeah. you're going to be blah, blah, blah. Right. Like that's, that's not it at all. It's more of intuition of like stay away from this person or this person needs some time or you know what I mean like that kind of thing I've always had that but weird things that how do you is that something that you think you come and maybe we've kind of taken a turn here but is that something you think like do you come by that naturally or has that Mm -hmm. been a process like how do we teach that to our children or is it just can't natural you can't touch that you can't really or teach to, that to listen to teach them to listen to that. oh to listen definitely yeah. you can just be like oh did this feel right like did you did you think that the situation was okay to do this you know what I mean like it's yeah I just kind of have that conversation with my kids but I think women have their antenna up way more Oh yeah. Way more than sure. men do. So mm-hmm. that's kind of hard to teach. Like I'm trying to teach my, my young men that like, Hey, if you feel uncomfortable, by all means leave the situation. Like you don't have yeah. to stay in it. Like yeah. if you get this weird feeling not for you, it's not for you. Let's go. Yeah. Right. Like I would rather leave than you feel uncomfortable the whole time. But I think because I'm like a woman and also B, like, I just have that weird intuition feeling and I have no yeah. problem saying mm, this isn't okay. Mm-hmm. that's really hard to teach men 
yeah. is specifically like for females it's kind of like well and but we also are really bad about talking ourselves out of our gut feeling too we're really bad about it we see something and we're like oh maybe we're overthinking this maybe our anxiety is just going on oh like haywire oh like no we're crazy we're crazy yeah we're crazy yeah all we of the reasons why you shouldn't listen to that versus the one ugh, yeah right yeah. that yeah that's the number one, right? And then there's yeah. all these things. I'm going to try and talk myself out of all those things, right? Exactly. Exactly. We talk ourselves out of it all the time. And I do too. Like, I'm not saying like, I'm always hundred percent great, like dead on every time by all means, like I've been proven wrong for sure. But at the same time, you just get this weird gut feeling. You're like, I'm going to stay away from that situation or mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it's funny when you really think about it. And then you kind of see these people and how they interact. You're like, ah, this makes sense. Like the, you piece it together slowly. Mm-hmm. And I think that's also why I don't identify mostly as like male or female. It's a gut feeling of like, oh, I see this person's heart. I see this person's heart and I see this person's soul and I see them for who they are as a whole instead of it being like, oh, you have like blah, blah, blah. That's going to make me feel good. Or do you know what I mean? Like it's yeah, like a some sort of like, generic part that I mean we we all have so that's I think why it's interesting when you talk to people who are like bisexual or pansexual lesbian gay whatever that they they see these and it's like well who am I to judge what you find beautiful and what you don't find beautiful everyone finds something else different than I do totally just understand that so totally it's funny when you talk about intuition and, and feeling, feeling feelings. Cause a lot of people don't really like, we are the millennial generation where feelings were pushed aside. Like you do not talk about them. That was how we were raised. And then now it's like that other generation is like, well, we are starting to talk about our feelings. We're kind of in the middle of like, okay, we don't, but at the same time we should. Yeah. Right. Totally. So totally. I love it. I love all of that. It's so beautiful. That was good. I feel like, I feel like I'm like jumping, we're like, I'm jumping all over the place. So I, well, but I think it all relates together and it's so important because Mm -hmm. like, just like you're saying is it doesn't matter what you identify as this all pertains to that specifically. It's all about your, and just like Glennon Doyle talks about in the book, your inner knowing and listening Mm -hmm. more and stopping Mm -hmm. to question it because of what society tells you is normal Mm -hmm. or what society tells you it should be, or what your parents tell you or what your friends tell you. It's like, you know, and it might take you a while to figure out how you know and what you know. But if you actually sit with yourself and listen to that knowing, you will know sooner is what mm-hmm. you talked about, right? Because there's so many things like I even remember as a kid, like as a kid being, you know, when I'd get introduced to somebody being said like, well, she's shy. Oh, she's shy. And I remember I'm not hiding behind my mom or whatever. And I remember, I don't remember what age it was, but it was it was young enough that it still made sense for me to hide behind my mom, but old enough that I could have pushed forward if I wanted to. But I remember, you know, her saying like, oh, this is my daughter, Sammy. She's shy. And I remember like consciously thinking like, okay, I'm being told I'm shy. So I need to play shy. And like, I remember actually thinking about that. And it was like, I don't, I, I, I actually don't mind going to see this person, but I've been told that I should be shy. So I'll uphold that shyness. Whoa. And so when we put those identity, whether it's, a gender one or a, a sexual one or a, a personality one when we put those titles on people because we're young and we're so influenced by our parents and the people around us we will start to try to mold to those and unless we yes. 
we are confident enough to to know that piece that says no that's not right and do that then Mm. we'll mold to that until we decide to listen to that and it's really once you're removed from those people or situations that put that on you right the narrative the narrative the narrative so I think it's yeah and realistic like you're not a shy person it's you need to take time to understand who that person is like not everyone's going to be warm and, and happy to be around someone who makes them feel uncomfortable in the moment right like you're just meeting someone like how else are you I mean I've it's funny when you have two very different children right Raiden is very logical very black white there's a little bit of gray but very rarely (laughs) Atlas is like literally whatever line that there is it's crossed in the color (laughs) like it's it scribbles it scribbles everywhere Raiden is like logically like he'll sit there and talk your ear about Lego or dinosaurs or sharks or whatever whatever is interesting and atlas is just like hi you're my new best friend let's be best friends for the rest of our lives and this is how it's going to be right like this it's very interesting when you see two very like two very different children and you're like holy wait like you can't define that right like you can't define that like the way i see it is like you just need time you just need time atlas will like sometimes play shy for sure like i call it play shy for him because he like he goes around people and is able to just go talk to them about Spider-Man for years, <laughs> for years. But Raiden won't play shy. He'll just straight up like one time he asked me, he's like, why is that woman's tummy big? Does she have a baby in her belly? And I'm like, ooh, okay, good conversation to not talk about other people's bodies. <laughs> First of all. Secondly, I understand like, because if you, you see like uh, at that time, his his aunt was pregnant so she saw that she had a big belly right you see that and you make that generalization you see it in this context is like oh is that the same thing right mm-hmm. and it's just you logically piece it's it together in question but we exactly verbalized not an appropriate way but you could have that conversation with me separately and then i can explain it yeah so it's so funny when you when you see two different kids and you're like well that's not shy that's not outgoing it's just they are who they are. Yeah, they are. They are. Totally. Yeah. I was always defined as like outspoken, as um, combative, or you know what I mean. Like those are words that people would often come up as. Like just it's when you sit in a in an interview and they ask you, oh, what would your what three words would your colleagues use to describe you? Mm. That needs to be taken out of there because it's like, well, that's not fair because many words can be described, right? Like. Mm. It's just dependent on the situation and the person. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Your relationship with that person, your contact. Exactly. Totally. And each relationship is going to be completely different. Mm-hmm. Completely different. Stranger, yeah. you're going to play shy. You're going to be like, oh, I'm going to have my guard up, but let's be a bit nice here. Yeah. Whereas like if you were Melissa, you could be your quirky self and just let your freak flag fly and be whoever you want to be. Totally. No apologies. Yeah. It's different. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Definitions are really, really hard. Yeah. Really hard. And especially this day and age. Yeah. And because we as families have been told, oh, herd mentality. We need to stay within the herd to mm-hmm. be part of the normal. Right. Well, that doesn't work anymore. Yeah. It's not, it's not a part of the narrative. So do you think it's important for us to start like we're like you guys are both saying, like tap into your knowing, tap into your own. These are the things I am attracted to. And I'm not just saying no. sexually, but like. I want to be around people who are like this. I want, these are the things that 
invite me in to have a relationship with you? These kinds of things, like, is it starting to be more important for the next generation to like go about teaching basically how you, like, how do we go about teaching to the next generation to tap into their inner knowing and to tap into their own self as opposed to being so stuck on finding a definition do you know what I mean mm-hmm. yeah totally do do I don't know you're asking like <laughs> universal questions at this point <laughs> getting um, in there <laughs> yeah you are you are like I I think it's just important in any situation like of course we want our children to to, to thrive right or to be there but like being as open as possible right? Like there's no taboo topic in our household. Do I bring it up? Definitely not. Like, I'm not going to be like, oh, let's tonight sit down and we're going to talk about sex yeah. at six and four. That's not going to make sense, right? Like that's <laughs> yeah. literally, yeah. but like a little while ago, because their aunt was pregnant. So Raiden had asked, oh, how do babies come out of the belly? I said, well, there's a couple different ways that they can come out of a belly. They can come out through the vagina. They can come out through a stomach, like a cesarean where the mummy's tummy is cut open. Like there's different ways that it can happen. And then he thought of that. And a little while later, he comes back and he's like, well, how are babies made? Like big conversation. Well, two people like care about each other. Like it doesn't have to be love, but it also doesn't, you don't have to be married. You don't have to, you know what I mean? Like they care about each other and outcome like, love that much love is creating something else in this universe yeah and because I think like being in a household where we their parents aren't married and a lot of kids parents are married or aren't married and especially in this generation it's important to kind of be all-encompassing because you can't make a definition or like a generalization towards something Mm -hmm. because that is not how everyone lives their life I love that there's no wrong answer to that question. You know, like we got asked that same question and I said, I think my answer was some derivative. I was like, well, there's, there's parts of a, of a male body and there's parts of a female body and you put them together and it grows inside the female body and it comes out. (laughs) No, even love required. That's how it's made. Like, okay. They didn't ask how you put it together. Cause there's like, (laughs) there's a couple of different ways. Which way do you want? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) One of my favorite conversations ever. And this will like, this will like be the epitome of Raiden. So my oldest son was telling, I overheard this conversation. He was saying to Atlas, he goes, Atlas, I'm going to marry a girl because boys can't marry boys. And I hear this and immediately I stop it. I said, nope, that is not true. You can marry whoever you want to marry. It doesn't matter who they are, as long as they treat you with respect and show you the love that you deserve and you require, you do whatever. And he goes, oh, okay. And he walks away, comes back a little bit later. And he goes, so like, how are babies made? If you marry like the same person, they said, well, girls have to get a sperm donor and it's implanted and, and boys have to get a surrogate. So then they create an embryo and then it's implanted in, in the female's womb. And then they, that person carries the baby for them. And he straight up goes, he's like, you get a robot baby. You're just like, how, yeah. how did that? I'm like, you're not right you know you're like you're not I get where you're coming from yeah like let's like you're not a robot baby but you're also you're still human we'll circle back to this in a while yeah and I was like well no but I get where you're coming from man like I see see, but it was like literally without a beat like panic and I was like no like that's not it at all it's so funny but topics of conversation if you create if you treat things that are like 
huge conversations as they're taboo, then they're going to, it's going to perpetuate this conversation of, oh, well, we don't talk about that. Yeah. We don't talk about that. We don't talk about this. Like we don't talk about blah, blah, blah. Like if my kids have questions, by all means, I'll answer them. Yeah. Dumb it down a little bit and then have yeah. a further conversation a little bit later. Yeah. But why am I going to squash that inquisitive brain of theirs and thinking like, oh, well, we just don't talk about that. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah, I love that. Totally. And I the, the, just like you're saying, like the tone in which we talk about things delivers everything too, right? Like just as a simple thing, you know, like poop becomes funny to kids if you start making poop funny. If you never start that, it never happens. And I had to be like, poop's not funny. It's a real life thing. I'm not going to laugh at those jokes. So that's and up has to it you. gone away? Totally. Like, Comes God, up every once cool. in a while, but my older one will be like, that's not funny to the little one and then it stops oh my God. Yeah. it's not funny it's just a thing and so it it and mm, so yeah. but it's like if you don't put that title on it it doesn't get the same yeah, response totally. that you because yeah. they just feed off of how we just like you said they feed off of how we present that right if it's a scary topic it becomes scary if it's a funny topic it becomes funny if it's a hushed topic it becomes a hushed topic like it we we create mm-hmm. that for our kids we have to make sure that all topics are equal and it doesn't matter what that topic is um, and you can create privacy around a topic if it requires oh. it, but not necessarily that it's not okay to talk about. hundred mm-hmm. percent. Yeah. Like it's, it's definitely interesting when you see people like have a conversation with a child, especially nowadays, it's a lot different than what I got. It was like, oh, we just like, we don't talk about that. It's like, well, but it is a thing. Mm-hmm. Obviously I'm asking you for a question or a reason because I see this thing. Yeah. So just because it defies, like defies this scenario, why can't it be talked about? Yeah. Like that makes, that made no sense to me mm-hmm. when I was a child. And that's why like now I'm very aware of like saying like, okay, well, yeah, we can chat about that right now. It's not the best time because like, you don't want to speak openly about a situation, especially if it pertains to someone else or, you know what I mean? Like yeah. in the sense of that's inappropriate. Right. Yeah. But if it's like in the moment we talk about great and if not like I'm not going to bring up the birds and bees Mm -hmm. in and of itself if my kids ever caught my husband and I then we'd have that conversation of like this is what adults do unfortunately like it's not unfortunate but it's like you caught us in a wrong moment or whatever (laughs) you had to see that (laughs) yeah sorry like but this is this is normal like this is what attraction is you know what I mean like having that conversation of like we are attracted to each other so that's how we show our attraction to each other it's not Mm -hmm. I just feel like if we keep putting this generalization of like, oh, well, the Bible says or blah, 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 then it's not going to be helpful. It's not going to be helpful. You're, you're shrouding your children in the sense of like, I can't, I can't be out of this box. I can't, I can't color other lines because I was told I'm, I wasn't allowed to mm-hmm. yeah. I have to be part of the normal person. It's like, you're not normal. Yeah. You're who you are. Yeah. Yeah. doesn't matter. Yeah. Totally. Mm-hmm. So can I, um, we're just making like a big giant loop for sure. <laughs> Follow me around the loop. <laughs> Following. <laughs> I might bring a wagon or two, but yeah, <laughs> perfect. Bring the wagon. Bring the wagon. Okay. So have you had this conversation with your parents? Like, is this something like, like if we circle back to sexuality, mm-hmm. is this a conversation like, is this something that you kind of realized in yourself and then it that's where it stayed? Or is this like, did you go to your parents and say, P.S., 
this is, or is this like, do you know what I mean? I'm not formulating this very like, well. Understand what you're trying to put out there. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like I, I never really gone to my parents and been like, oh, so I identify as this, right? Yeah. Like, because A, and also like, I haven't really put it out there to the world as like a part of my Facebook or like, I haven't, mm-hmm. do you know what I mean? Like I, I sh- show support in a different way. Like I don't need to be showboaty about that yeah. support. I okay. support it in a different way. Okay. So the way that I see it is I'm not any different than who I was, whether I have a definition or not. Yeah. I am who I am and it doesn't matter, right? Like, so if I went to my parents and I was like, oh, this is who I am. And if they didn't love me, then that's their choice, right? Right. Whereas it's, I've never really had to go out there and say this because it's not something that is like of high importance to me to be like, oh, I am this. Right. So you should like be aware of that. Right. Yeah. I want people to see me for who I am as like my if I'm, I'm a kind person or I have integrity or whatever, and the rest can fall where it falls. I'll tell you verbally, mm-hmm. I am this, or I am that, but I'm not going to like put it out there and be like, well, you should change your life to fit mine. Wow. That's not, that's not what it is. It's, yeah. I am still the person I am, the person you raised. I'm still that person. Yeah. It's, it doesn't matter. And if you have a problem with it, then that's your problem not mine totally yeah I love that I love it too I think that's such a personality thing too Mm -hmm. though because in terms of like your personality versus someone else's personality is somebody Mm -hmm. someone with your personality this would be my personality too is if I was if I that was if I had an identity opposite of what I was raised as Mm -hmm. obviously the generation that that was raised us all as our as our gender um, we were raised as that. And so later identifying as those things were something we we all shifted, what, whatever our process was there. Um, and so I feel like some people like you, and this would be me too, if that was a shift, it was like, it's who I am. I'm going to show up wh- with whoever I want to to family dinner because they're still my spouse. I don't care. Because we are people who have zero problems with, if someone has a problem with us being like, well, then you can have a problem with me, do whatever you want, right? But there's mm-hmm. other people who who don't like that confrontation. And so the preemptive conversation makes it easier for them to now bring whoever to the table, mm-hmm. right? So I think yeah. it's, it's such a personality thing yeah. about needing that conversation or not needing that conversation. And yeah. they're both amazing. It's just like, yeah, it's interesting to hear what that was like. For you. I think it also like stems from the fact that like, I'm not overtly out there and like have a wife or right. do you know what I mean? Like I'm not like I show up and I have a husband, so mm-hmm. I don't fit into that normal box. Right. Like that's where the buy kind of comes or the pan is a little bit tricky to explain or to, to divulge as well, because people look at you and you're like, Oh, well you have a husband and two kids, mm-hmm. right? Like it just doesn't fit. Like you put a, you're putting a square peg in a round hole, right? Like it's, so it doesn't make sense. So when I verbalize that, I'm able to tell people verbally and see their reaction in real time rather than like do it over Instagram, Facebook. I don't put it out there because A, like just because I, I identify as something else, how does that change anything to do with who I am as a person? Yeah, it doesn't. And that's not fair to tell people, oh, because they're this that you can't talk to them because they are that person or they love this, this type of person. That's not fair. They're still the person a you potentially raised or were a part of their life for a long time or whatever. It doesn't matter that like we, 
those parts are just parts. They're not part of like who we are as a person, as a soul. Yeah. I'm just gonna say as a soul, you took the word right out of it. That's awesome. Yeah. Totally. And this was so this was kind of a topic that you had brought up that I wanted to circle into was that specifically like of all not not just by because you had said when we had our conversation and Warren brought this up too in his conversation that like people who identify as bi specifically are treated unfairly because of exactly what you just said. Well, if you're male, female, you're straight. And if you're female, female, male, male, you're gay. So like, how are you bi? And it's like, it's not a representation, like you're saying of who you're with. It's a rep- representation of who you are and not, yeah, exactly. not as an identification, but like as a piece of the way that you see people in the world. Right. So can you speak on maybe that and your experiences with it and and potentially thoughts around how that can be a more inclusive conversation when it comes up for people that maybe are presented with that conversation in the future I don't really know if I have like a ton of thoughts on it because I feel that like the best way that I can say it is like respect that's the like the least that anyone as a human being can give to another person like literally that is like bare minimum right like you just be respectful of what they are sharing to you. You don't have to agree with me. You don't have to say, oh my gosh, you are so right. And then change all your personal thing. That's not what I'm asking. Just show respect for the the situation. And from there, take with what that is, right? Like, and sit back and realize, okay, well, why is this hurting me? Like this person hasn't physically hurt me, hasn't verbally done anything. They are just saying that 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 is who they are as a person. And just sh- show up and say, do you know what? I might not agree with this, but I still love you as the person that you are and have shown me who you are, right? Like, it's not about sex. It's not about, I have boobs and a vagina and you have a penis and nipples that have no value. Um, <laughs> it's literally about just showing bare minimum for what humans can do to one another totally honestly yes. i think that needs to be a shirt or something it's true how many times do you look at your husband when you were breastfeeding your baby in the middle of the night you were like you son of a bitch <laughs> this is not worth this i think like that's the thing right like and we can all look at each other and be like oh make a judgment call just based off of looks right it always happens yeah. My kids get it all the time because they are part Japanese, but they don't look like it. They have like Brennan is only a quarter Japanese. My kids are like at that point an eighth, right? Like it's like it's tiny. I always say that Brennan, like his leg is the amount of Japanese that he has in them, and the kids have the toe. That's mm-hmm. the amount of Japanese that, but they do have some characteristics. Like their eyes are very like similar to Brennan's eyes, which is a Japanese typical eye or whatever. And or an Asian, Asian eye, and people look at them and they're like, oh, but how that, how does that fit? And it's like, it doesn't fit, but at the same time, you're making a generalization. Mm-hmm. Yeah, You're looking at them and looking at their name and seeing Hattori and not piecing together, like there are two sides to this point and a lot of genetics are part of that. Like, Brenda's not full. Were we shocked that our kids came out blonde hair, blue eye and red hair and green eyes? Of course. <laughs> dominant features here but we always say we always know who wears the pants in the relationship <laughs> with our children is what it is so 
when we make these like quick generalizations based off of looks or whatever, or, or someone's telling you, oh, this is what I like, what I am as a person, gay, lesbian, bi, whatever, that doesn't change that person for who they are. Yeah. that's their like they're they're sharing their soul with you and that's the more important part of this not what like what they do afterwards I love that yeah I love that that is like the most so good. beautiful like okay so we have one more question for you <clears throat> obviously we kind of covered a broad topic in terms of like not necessarily just your your journey with that like I mean it was all in your journey but also yeah how that encompasses into parenting and the world. But with all of this, with this whole journey of yourself, not necessarily just identifying one way or another, but kind of figuring out how to navigate all of this for you and your kids and conversations in life. Can you tell us like perhaps what was your greatest challenge in that and and how did you overcome it? Ooh, I think for me, what the struggle has or a challenge that has been is that so for example, for, for people who general, gen, like fit into a very specific lesbian, gay, like trans or whatever, they fit in those boxes very specifically. They have, they've personally gone through a lot of like persecution or dealing with negativity towards who they are. And I have never thought of that or dealt with it because I never thought of it, that person to be any different than who they are. Do you know what I mean? Like they've gone through these challenges of like, oh gosh, like I was segregated and secluded from this group of people because they don't believe in my sexuality or whatever. And I never have experienced that. So then when people kind of broach that with me and I said, well, I'm really sorry. I don't mean to sound like rude or conceited, but I, don't see that because I haven't experienced it. It's not to say that their 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 um their feelings or the situation isn't valid by any means. By all by all means, it's just I never thought of it differently because I never thought of that person being different. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah, it, totally. Or so I just saying, feel yeah. yeah, like I just I feel really bad because then they like share these struggles and you're like, well. I didn't realize it was that bad because, or like you've dealt with that so roughly because I don't see that, you know what I mean? In the sense, of course I see it. Like I see the persecution that does happen specifically when it comes to like different political groups or whatever, like what is going on in the world. Obviously you would be very oblivious to what is going on in the world. And I'm not trying to play like, oh, well, I just closed my eyes. Obviously I don't. But it's more of like, you've never, I never think, yeah, I never thought, I never thought that they were worse than who they are or whatever, because of who or what they love or identify as. And I feel like, I think that's been a really big challenge of communicating that and trying to say like, I'm really sorry. Like, I, I don't mean to sound like I'm in my own bubble, but it, it does sound like I'm in my own bubble because I just don't see it that way in the sense of you're different to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It sounds really, really like that's probably the biggest challenge. And then they're kind of like, well, it has been bad. And I'm like, I, I see that. Like, I'm not trying to say it hasn't been bad. And I would never doubt that. It's just when I think of you, I don't think of anything differently. I love that. Yeah. I feel like we should all just be a little bit more like that. Yeah, <laughs> I do. I feel like that's totally. like, 
I feel like that is like the goal for the next generation. Be more like that. Like, doesn't matter yeah. as long as you respect other people yes. of, as a whole. Yeah. Doesn't you are not imposing your beliefs on other people. Mm-hmm. You respect who they are and their choices. That is all that matters. And beyond that, the world can exist as as like the world could change if that was the case. Mm-hmm. If we didn't feel like our belief had to be other people's yeah. beliefs, you know. Can you imagine how and it's this forefront. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Like, how more inclusive would the world be? If it was just like that small iota of respect. Yeah. And yeah. doesn't have to change. It does like people do not have to change. Yeah. By all means, do you have to be aware of it? Of course. Yeah. People yeah. can easily get offended by anything that anyone says nowadays, especially with the internet the way that it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. However, I think education and respect is a big part of it. And just coming to the forefront of being like, do you know what? it's not that hard to show someone some semblance of respect of who they are. Yeah. And just like, sorry, I think that's a piece of it too, is just like you said, the internet things can, we can say things with good intention. We have good intention. We mean no harm. And if we say something that's come across in a poor way to somebody else, like we should also be teaching, you know, bring this up, like this hurt me for this reason. I know you didn't mean it that way. So it's a twofold thing, right? Because mm-hmm. we're not always going to be perfect. We're always going to say the wrong thing. We're going to some- say something accidentally, whether it's because we just don't know, or we weren't thinking in that moment, whatever it may be, or maybe that person was having a more sensitive day, like mm-hmm. the person who received it. it. It just needs to be an open for everybody to say like, you know, you said this, I know you didn't mean it. It hurt me. Let's have a dialogue. We'll fix this. It doesn't have to be your rude, your offensive, because you said these things. But, and, but, and also on the other end is if, if you, if someone's reaching out and saying, you hurt me, this was offensive. You have to be open and accepting to that. That person's not accusing you of being rude and offensive. They're saying what you, what said, you said was rude and offensive. And it's okay to put onus on yourself to like, yeah, I'm really sorry. Like I did, that was not my intention. I really apologize. I'll do my best to do better next time. We're never going to be perfect. That's not about removing all of these words and removing that will never offend people. Mm-hmm. Like that's mm-hmm. not the that that will never it's not possible it, that's not possible, not possible. it's yeah. not possible mm-hmm. we are all going to have some sort of like word diarrhea that comes out of our mouth right. and then like later we're gonna like I do this all the time I think that's my biggest like thing is that I struggle with is it physically hurts me to offend another person like it actually like I get sick over it and then I'm like texting someone being like, I'm so sorry. I didn't mean, and then they're like, I literally did not give it a second thought. Like I literally, like, I was like, person I, like, I didn't mean like, but then I'm like, oh, great. Like I just spent all this time thinking yeah. about this whole situation <laughs> that my brain just blew up for no reason. Right. Like that's, it physically hurts me to offend someone. But at the same time, like if we take the ownership and hear, Hey, what you said kind of did hurt my feelings and just apologize and say like, do you know what? I can see your perspective. Yeah, totally. I, I'm really sorry. It wasn't in my intention. However, I'll take it on board and go with, with that, mm-hmm. what it may, right? Like, and I'm not going to say I'll never say something because unfortunately we all like, we're human. We all make mistakes. We all make mistakes, but mm-hmm. having this, like this <clears throat> downfall of like, oh, you said this one thing one time and you're just a rude whore or you're like, because you're pretty, you're a bitch. Like, no, that's not it. Mm-hmm. Give yeah, people the benefit of the doubt, the respect, the chance for education. And then if it happens again and again, then that's on them, right? Like they don't make those changes. That's who they are. Yeah, yes, totally. I love yeah. that. Cause like, so you know, good. something that I was thinking about as you were both were talking there was 
this idea of like, like you're saying, like you say one thing offensive, you are cut off, you are labeled as this awful person. Now, here's the thing. Here's what I've learned in certain challenges and going through certain things. You don't know sometimes the things that could come across offensive until you've walked that. And we're all, we're, it's a huge world. We're not all going to walk the same path and it would be pretty boring if we did. So like, instead of getting super offended and on the offense, the minute somebody says something, educate what you're saying, educate each other. Let's educate each other. Like, oh, Hey, that was hurtful. It's not up to me to say that wasn't hurtful. If that hurt you and I've never walked that path, please tell me, you know, like what we we've talked lots about just like sitting down as girlfriends chatting about, about pregnancy loss and, and about the things that people said to us in those times that were like, Ooh, that did not feel good. It did, didn't feel good coming into my ear. Doesn't feel good in my heart. They didn't yeah. mean to offend me. I'm not going to come to them and say, you're an awful person. Cause you said that no. you might be my best friend. You've never gone through this before. So here, why don't I just say to you, you know, when you're talking to somebody who's been down this road, let's change this just a little bit. And you know, like we're not all going to have the same experiences. So let's just be open to Definitely each other. Not. Right. Yeah. And I love what you're saying. Like, I think what you say about, I know I'm repeating myself a little bit, but I think what you're saying about seeing each other for our souls, not our bodies, not our identity, our identification, not what we can do for each other, but to see each other for our souls, like that is my hope for the next generation to be more of that. If we all treated this, this world as like, we're looking at it with new eyes because as children, yes, you're learning. But as adults, you take everything that you've learned and put it in a basket and you take what you don't want out and you leave it in, you put in the washing machine, dryer, figure out what you want, don't want, throw it away, right? And you're still learning, but you can take these little pieces and just mold it into whatever you want it to be. And it doesn't always have to be an identity, a piece of like when people introduce you, oh, this person does like works here. Okay, yeah, that's a small part but that doesn't mean much. It's just a small part. And I feel it's, if we're constantly looking at people as like this little piece of a bucket or a box, then it's just not going to grow. Like we're not going to grow as human beings and souls are the biggest thing that you can just look at someone and just know. Oh yeah. So good. Okay. I love it. thank you so much for your wisdom and your kindness and for just showing up today and being so open and answering your questions so good I love it we definitely have to have you back on yeah 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 no I would love to to definitely and I really appreciate the time thank you so much for joining us today we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did Please feel free to find us on our Instagram page at thehappysoul.podcast and share with us your biggest takeaway from today's episode. We can't wait to see you again next time on The Happy Soul Podcast. With love, Sammy and Melissa.